0: You know, September 17th is our 15th year anniversary, so come prepared. We'll be serving peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) Crunchy or smooth? We have uh, Bishop Randy Morris from the state office coming in. So, it's going to be a real good celebration day. Come prepared for a a good time. you have a tithe, if you have an offering, you can place it in the offspring box. Susan did a pretty good job explaining it to to everyone, so you know what it is. This morning we're going to talk about moving between your now. and you're next. Amen. Moving between your now and your next. This story takes place in Capernaum, a place where most of the miracles that Jesus did were done, an awful lot of them. The woman with the issue of blood was healed there. Jairus's daughter was healed there. The man that was lowered through the roof was healed there. Even Peter's mother-in-law was healed there. So, it's quite a place where Jesus was very comfortable. And the people just chased him for miracles after miracle. And Jesus always delivers. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Mark chapter 5 verse 21. Mark 5 Verse 21, now when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea, and behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet, and he begged him earnestly, saying my little daughter lies at the point of death come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live so jesus went with him and the great multitude followed him and thronged after him now a certain woman with a flow of blood for 12 years had suffered many things from many physicians And she spent all that she had, and she was no better, but rather grew worse. And when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in a crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of blood had dried up. She felt her body that she was healed from the affliction. And Jesus, knowing himself that the power had gone of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging after you. Who touched me? He looked around to see her, who had done the thing. But the woman was fearing and trembling, and knowing what had happened to her, she came and fell before him and told them the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace, be healed of your infliction. And while he was speaking, some some came from the ruler's synagogue house, the ruler of the synagogue's house. Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard these words that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. This morning, are there people in this house that believe? Amen. Amen. Do you believe this morning? Amen. Then give God some praise. Praise the Lord. 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 Jairus comes to see Jesus, and he's in a crisis. His daughter, his precious little girl, is about to die, and she asked Jesus. He asked Jesus to come and heal her. Jesus said, "Yeah, I'll go." And this is where we find Jesus this morning. He's on his way to next. He's on his way to next, but he stopped by now. You see, Jesus was on his way to next. He was stopped by a woman with an issue of blood. There are a lot of churches in America today that are stuck between now and next. Let me ask you this question. Are you hungry for what's next? I mean, at this church, we want to reach out to the lost, whether they're young or old, What nationality they come from doesn't matter. We want to reach everyone we can with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to continue pursuing the presence of God. Amen? Amen. So as we pursue our next, we may have to minister to our now. Jesus is in Capernaum. He's been followed by people who can tell you what they were saved from, but can't tell you what they were saved for. They can tell you what they've been delivered from, but they can't tell you what they're delivered for. You are no bother to Satan, you are no threat to hell. If you don't know what you're saved for. Mm -hmm. You see, Satan is threatened. When you understand your purpose. Satan is threatened when you realize that you've been saved. Not to just barely exist. Not to just barely get into heaven. But to make a difference on this planet. For the kingdom of God. That's when Satan is threatened. That's when you are dangerous. Does anyone want to be dangerous? Not a lot of you. Some of you are very quiet. I mean, that's why this church is here. That's why this church is planted right where it is. To be dangerous in this community. We've got to make a difference. We've got to move to our next. So as we open the story. Open your spiritual eyes this morning. Forget your natural eyes. Open your spiritual eyes. Jarius comes to Jesus. Some Bible verses say he fell at the feet. Other versions say he bowed to Jesus. And there's a significant difference there. I mean, Jarius was a man. He was the ruler of the synagogue. He was a man that the other rabbis came to see. He was a well-known man. He was a man of influence. I mean, Jairus was probably there in all the discussions the scribes, the Pharisees, and the Sadducees had about getting rid of Jesus. But suddenly, things changed. Jarius needed Jesus. Have any of you ever had that moment where things changed drastically and you needed Jesus? Maybe you need Jesus right now. Jarius knew his situation was critical. He didn't want the scribes. He didn't care about the Pharisees. He didn't care about the Sadducees. He didn't chase after the high priest in Jerusalem. He knew he needed Jesus. He knew that Jesus was the only one that could help him. And he was desperate for Jesus. You ever found yourself? Desperate for Jesus? There are no substitutes. You can't go and get a sugar-free Jesus. You need Jesus, you need Jesus. I, I myself, I'd be crying out in desperation. Give me the way maker. Give me the miracle, Lord. Lord. Give me the King of kings. Give me the Lord of lords. Come. I need you, Jesus. I'm desperate for you this morning. I'm desperate for you. you, The Bible says, Jairus fell at his feet. Other versions say he bowed. And the reason that's significant is Jews were taught not to bow to other Jews, not to bow to humanity, to only bow to deity, to only bow to something above them. So if he did bow, you understand what he saw. Jarius knew and he recognized something about Jesus was different. He realized that Jesus was more than a man. He realized Jesus was more than just a rabbi. And he lowered himself in front of all and bowed to Jesus. You know, sometimes we get so desperate. We don't care who sees our worship We don't care who sees our praise. We've been so desperate for Jesus. We don't care who sees us on our knees praying. We just want Jesus. We know that Jesus is the only answer. And the only help we have is Jesus. When you look at the meaning of Jarius' name, it means whom God enlightens. His name means who God enlightens. Jarius' trouble made him see what the other rabbis couldn't see, his trouble made him see what religious leaders couldn't see changes your whole perspective. Mm. Trouble changes the way you view things. Yeah. Just think about it. Mm-hmm. Trouble helps you see things differently. We learn to be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit and not to man. Yes. Mm-hmm. The more we rely on the Spirit of God, the stronger we get I mean the trouble that we went through as a church we had to rely on the Holy Spirit we had to rely on God and God's the one that got us through it it's nothing we did ourselves it's the Lord came alongside and he delivered us from that I believe the level of trust in God and the Holy Spirit grew in leaps and bounds in people in this church. I really believe it did. And it needs to because as the culture today gets more and more corrupt, the real church trusting in the Holy Spirit will thrive. But the fake church Will die. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Jarius was in trouble. He sees Jesus come to save his little girl, and Jesus says yes. What if you asked Jesus today to do something? Wouldn't you be glad if he said yes? Would you want to hear yes rather than oh no? maybe? So Jesus was on his way to next. He was on his way to next to save the 12-year-old girl. 12 is significant. Remember that. But while he was on the way to save, he got interrupted by now. The woman with the issue of blood. We all got issues. Look down your road. See if you can figure out who has issues in your role. And while you're looking at them, they're sure it's you. But we all have issues. Jesus was on his way to next. He was interrupted by now. But his intention was to deny neither. His intention was denied. Neither. See, this is what the enemy wants. wants want to keep you captured in your now. It wants you defeated by your now. It wants you chained by your now, enslaved by your now. It wants you to worry about your now. He wants you overburdened by your now. Because the enemy's not afraid of your now. He's afraid of your next. He knows that if you can shake off the bondage, he knows that if you can ever shake off the fear, he knows that if you can ever shake off the unproductivity you have, that you'll march into hell's kitchen and take back what the enemy stole. Jesus on his way to next. Save a 12-year-old girl who's dying. He encounters a woman with a 12-year issue of blood. She's barren. She's unproductive. She's weak. She's struggling. She's cut off from society. She's isolated. Many churches in America They're unproductive. They're not birthing anything. They're weak. They're struggling. They're trying to be part of the culture rather than who Jesus would have them be. You see it in churches everywhere. Not this one. But in other churches, you see people come in and they Every Sunday, sit in the same seat. When the service is over, get up and go home. Wait till next Sunday, come back and do the same thing. They're unproductive. They're doing nothing for the kingdom. So on your way to next, you may have to stop to minister to now. Jesus was stopped by the woman with the issue of blood, crawling on her hands and knees, saying to herself, if I could just touch his garment. If I could just touch his garment. She had faith. You remember faith. The substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. She's saying, If I can't touch Jesus, I need to touch his clothes. I'll be healed. I'll be healed. That's what it may take when you're struggling. When you're weak, when you have an issue. That only Jesus can heal you. You need to get to Jesus any way you can if you've got to crawl on your hands and knees, if you've got to beg somebody to die, it doesn't matter. Just find Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, if you could touch Jesus today, when you walk out of here, you'll be able to lay hands lay hands on the sick, and they will be healed. You'll be able to lay, lay hands on the oppressed, and the demons will flee. This is what Jesus told us to do. And you have the authority. You have the power to do it. You just need Jesus. Jesus, on his way to save a 12-year-old girl. He's an issue with a 12-year-old woman with 12 years issue of blood. And he has every intention. Taking care of both. So sometimes we're we're moving ahead. We're going into our next our next season. We're pushing for for next. We're pushing for our next goals. But we have to stop because we've got to minister to somebody right now. Yes, yes. We never deny that, but we still continue to move to your next. Amen. 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 I told you to. Remember 12. So here you go. 12 is, according to biblical numerology and the Hebrew version of that, 12 is very prophetic number. This is a season, if you understand numerology of scripture, 12 is the number in Hebrew. 12 is the number of perfect government. 12 is the last of four numbers God uses to show his perfection. It is the number God uses to show he's in control and the activity and the ruling as a king over everything. God wants you to know he's ruling. This is his perfect plan. He likes to use the number 12 when he's showing them. So you have a 12-year-old girl and a woman with a 12-year issue of blood. God's perfect plan for Jesus to take care of both. So if you move to your next, you have to follow the example of Jesus. And if you have to stop on the way, don't be so upset about it. Just stop and minister to who needs ministry right now. And then continue on. Jesus is teaching us this right now. He's telling us this is how we have to act. This is what we got to do. Go through your now. Reach for your next. If the church would move towards its next and minister in the now when needed, the church would explode. With the fire of the Holy Spirit. The church would just explode. But we get comfortable in our now. Jesus doesn't want you comfortable in your now. Your now is the things you hear. Well, this is the way we've always done it. Why are you changing this? We always did it this way. We're moving to next. somebody needs to be ministered to, we'll stop and minister. Otherwise, we're moving forward. Those words, this is the way it used to be done. That's not the way it's done now. Let's not change. Let's move to the next. Let's reach the lost in this community. Let's touch the hearts for Jesus Christ. We need to minister to the lost of every generation. But we also have to reach the lost that are out there no matter where they come from, no matter where they are. We, God put this church in this area for a reason. Let's be that. Do you know what you were saved for? Do you have any idea what you were saved for? Do you know whom you were delivered for? God saved you to do his work. He saved you to take over after Jesus. He delivered you so you know how to deliver someone else. He wants you working. He tells us to reach the lost. To heal the sick. To cast out demons. This is what you were saying for. Jesus told the woman with the issue of blood. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. The now. The next. The world came to them to them but that the girl had died. But Jesus told Jairus to just believe. Do you believe this morning? Amen. Do you believe this morning? Amen. Jesus took the hand of that little girl and he said, Talitha Guma. Which means maiden arise. Amen. And everybody was overcome with greater amazement. You have to believe. You have to trust in Jesus. You have to pursue your next. But you don't let the now stop you. You stop and minister in the now when you have to. You were saved for a reason. You were saved for a purpose. So as you move from now to next, you need to heed and take the warning and the calling that Jesus gave you. Like I said, if the church in America quit trying to please the culture and use the power of the Holy Spirit and all the gifts that God has given you. We could just birth a great revival in this land, and this country needs it bad. Amen. Amen. Amen? Let's stand. This morning we're gonna open up the altars. As always. But those of you that really want to want to move to your next, you want to get in and do what God would have you do. You want to move forward. You don't want to just say I need you, I need you to come down and, and, and just surrender that to Jesus. Just surrender that to his Christ. Lord, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get to my next.